of your recording. Mini burp. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Pastors at Home, a chat with your pastors about living for Jesus when we can't meet up in real life. One take, unfiltered, lo-fi. Today I am joined by Erin May Wicks. Hello, hello. And my wonderful husband, Jeffrey Hunt. Hello. And <laughs> I love how <laughs> we introduced it. Today I'm joined by, and it's like a real sense of anticipation. Who will it be today? <laughs> it's the same three every time. You never know when things <laughs> might That's change. That's true. Yep. Keep them on their toes. That's right. We'll have a special it's guest one day. It's good to have something steady in life right now. Everything else changes a lot at the moment. So, yeah. Exactly. No surprise guests here, people. Mm. Yeah. No surprises today. Well, today we are continuing with our, I don't want to call it a series. Power versus. That <laughs> seems to be promising too much. But last time we met, we talked about how some people have in their Christian life what I termed <laughs> power versus. A verse uh, of I the think Bible. I pitched a really good, lengthy, awkward title and then you changed it to power. Uh, so don't hide from that, Liana. Embrace. Okay. Yep. Power verses, yeah, uh, which I think we would categorise as perhaps a part of the Bible which was pivotal in your Christian growth or changing your understanding. Perhaps it crystallised some things that God had been teaching you or perhaps it was the verse that made everything clear for you about the gospel or about a particular change that had to happen in your life. And today we are hearing from our very own Jeff Hunt. It should take over with the interview bit. <laughs> I just realised I was just launching in. Well, my power verse actually doesn't quite fit that description. Oh, you could have stopped me <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Lucky it's one day. Well, no, it is. Lucky we're married. It's That's all I can say. That, but it's not kind of. It's kind of from my present. It's um, okay. And I would describe, verse? describe it as like a touchstone verse. Like yep. I keep coming back to it yep. rather than it was like I found it at this particular moment oh, okay. and it kind of transformed me. Yep. But it's kind of like I can't actually put my finger on like when it started to become like really influential and important. Mm -hmm. But powerful. Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> but Please somewhere the along the line it did. And it keeps on like it's just on this upward trajectory. I keep. I, I think I would, this verse would jump to mind, I think, once a week. Mm. I was trying to, like, not daily, but at least once a week, I would think of this verse and think, hmm. Needed to remember that. Yeah. So. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Have we built up the. I <laughs> think we need a whole <laughs> new series, Touchstone Verses. You've, you've gone off category. No, and this can be a power verse. Yeah, it's a power yeah. verse. Yeah. Okay. Daily power verse. So, it's 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Ooh, love that verse. Shall I read it? Uh, so, it is the kind of, it's the concluding verse to Paul's section in 1 Corinthians where he addresses the issues they're having around the resurrection mm -hmm. and what's going on with their thinking there. And... To finish off, he says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labour in the Lord is not in vain. Okay. So, I think 
I was trying to think, when would I have kind of encountered this verse in a really powerful way? And probably, I, I know we did an NYC on <laughs> the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Maybe when we were ministry trainees? Yes, I think when we were was ministry trainees. Was that the trainees. one we did together? Yes. Where you got knocked down with the flu, that one? No. Where like every day we had to have a check-in and see which staff was still alive. Oh, was that one? That one? Yeah, every day yes. Claire Deves would gather around and say, okay, who's still in? Let's reallocate every responsibility. That was about as I sick as I've ever been. a lowly <laughs> seminar leader trainee to basically emceeing <laughs> all the NYC. <laughs> guys, you guys went through the war we together. Had to, we had this to is isolate. Like galvanizing Isolate him, make sure he didn't skills. get sick. The person yeah. who got really sick was sharing a room with Rosemary and Rosemary, I don't know, is this, t- is this TMI? Yeah, that's TMI. <laughs> like, <I'll laughs> it's so funny. I'm I was sure em- Rosemary wouldn't mind. I was emceeing, right? And so I got taken out and yeah. then it, someone, it was just like dual emcees and then the other MC went down and I think you had to step in, didn't I you? I had to step in. Yeah. My lasting memory of that is that we had a room, we were kind of freshly married and we had a room somewhere in the pine lodge pine lodge mm-hmm. but it had one of those funny like double bed bunk bed double bed bunk bed like <laughs> oh, as soon as you got sick <laughs> i moved myself up to the top bunk i was like see you mate yeah. <laughs> i didn't have a doona or anything i just wrapped myself in something yeah. i don't know what it was some kind of <laughs> jacket i was like i'm not going near you yeah <laughs> in sickness and in health my last memory is from the top <laughs> and then i just pop my head in once or twice a day and say Hello, alive, water. <laughs> Me, like, shivering, <laughs> feverish down the bottom bunk. And then you sitting up up the top with headphones on, just watching something on the <laughs> t- tablet. Look, you've got to relax after a long day. Yeah. We were under a lot of pressure, those of us that remained healthy. Peek behind the curtain of uh, what happens. Yeah. And in the afternoons, in free time, I had to drive, we had to drive each other home. When people got too sick, we had to take them home. Yeah. Mm, it was a good year that year. Mm. But so it was great. <laughs> NYC, highly recommend. Memories <laughs> and Bible all in one. And this is why there's no NYC during coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It does spread. Things spread. Anyway, mm. I think there track. is still NYC, just not in person. Awesome. Well, Yeah, there's grand plans, I hear. Oh. I hear whispers. Cool. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yes. Plug into that. But that was on... The resurrection. Yeah. That was the, the thing. Do you reckon that was the first time you'd really thought about the resurrection as a kind of its own topic? Yeah. I'd always thought of it as like an adjunct to the crucifixion. Mm. I was like, Jesus died and was raised. That was just kind of, wasn't as important. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just the next thing. It was just, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. It had to happen. Had to happen. Yeah. Obviously. But it really had to happen. Yeah. And it was great to dig into. Hmm. I remember... <laughs> Rory, don't worry. We'll get back to the verse. Yeah, soon. <laughs> so we'll get back to the verse. But um, I think Tim wasn't there that year. Oh, okay. Was I that year? Yeah, that was the year that Tim was on long service leave or something. Well, everything Tim was going to go haywire, wasn't it? No um, wonder Rosemary was sharing a room with someone else. Yes, it's yeah, all yeah. coming together. Um, so Rory Shiner was the one kind of coordinating, and he um, got me to do a seminar mm-hmm. on art and the resurrection, oh like dear. the resurrection in art. And so I had to. <laughs> It was just like one of those classic Rory moments where he's like, yeah, just like there's heaps of art. Just go out and just like do a whole seminar on art and the resurrection. It'd be great. And like music and movies and, and books and, you know. This, this sounds thing. amazing. <laughs> I was like, what? And not Jeff-like at all. And you're like riding the wave of Rory optimism and you're like, yeah. 
hi, this is so great. Woo! And then crashing realisation on the weekend before NYC that you've got nothing. Yeah. Slash well, I'm an engineer. So the internet wasn't as good in those days. No. I spent like months in the lead up reading a book called Resurrection by Leo Tolstoy. It's terrible. <laughs> It's horrific. It's such a bad book. I didn't understand a word of it. I don't know anything about Russian literature. What was I doing? I'm like plowing through this book like it'll say something about the resurrection eventually. Besides the title. (laughs) Definitely a wild goose chase, that one. That was horrific. The one good thing to come out of it was listening to Bruce Springsteen's album, The Rising, which is about – we're going way off track, but this is worth it. It's an album written after 9-11 yeah. and it's, it's definitely ah. his greatest album. I love okay. it so, so much. Yeah. Um, anyway, he obviously kind of their, their songs about 9-11 and mm-hmm. the aftermath, um, but he kind of does weave in these resurrection themes into these songs. It's like ah. phenomenal. Yeah. So weird. I've never really heard you talk about that. Oh, wow. I listen to that album like once every six months. I just put it on. Just like get my six <laughs> well, that's pretty frequently. It's like from 2002 <laughs> okay. or whatever. Liana's got her little this earpods in and listening to her own show. This is definitely Life with Jeff. This is like <laughs> crucial, important to me. My favourite album ever, but I never shared it with you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too many. <laughs> I can't share them all. We are married. I'm pretty certain that I've anywho. spoken of it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Can I gently steer you back to the verse? Oh, now, yes. how does that tie into your touchstone? <laughs> ver- your touchstone album, how does that tie into your touchstone verse? Well, so this verse uh, doesn't mention the resurrection, but it's the kind of culmination of his discussion of the resurrection. And throughout, one of the kind of uh, things that Paul talks about is how if the resurrection, if our resurrection doesn't happen, mm which is kind of part of the confusion that's going on in Corinth. Um, There in verse 12 of chapter 15, but if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead, that is, of believers? Yeah. And so if that's in question, Mm. if believers' resurrection is in question, then that means that Jesus' resurrection is in question. And if Jesus' resurrection is in question, then... And that's the whole cigar. Yeah, our it's the whole ball game. Whatever the yeah, whole yeah. Thing like is shebang. Completely, and that kind of like pointlessness. Like there's a, a mm, complete vanity, futility. futility to being a Christian. Like we're this is terrible. Like that's true. Completely worse off than everyone because we're going down this path and it's not even true, mm. and we're just kind of like facing to all be pitied these, above all men. Yeah, suffering and persecutions and everything for no end because there's no. Resurrection. There's no resurrection life. There's no salvation because Jesus hasn't been raised, so his death was not effective, and therefore, therefore. So questioning our own resurrection actually feeds back and kind of makes even your faith completely futile. And then, but then he kind of does dial back around to verse 58 where he says, therefore, the therefore being, since it is true that there is this, um, you know, this resurrection that the perishable will be clothed with the imperishable Mm -hmm. and the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable will be changed um because of all that therefore but then he kind of just ties it back into uh their labor in the lord 
So because of the resurrection, just like keep going. Mm. Your, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. What's that all about? Well, Seems like a sidetrack. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like, has he even talked about their labor in the Lord up to this point? Hasn't doesn't feel like it's been a focus. No. But I think it's kind of like, in some ways, it's the conclusion to something begun right back at the beginning of 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. and the talk about the the kind of factions and the kind of problems going on in their church. And they they need to kind of keep striving for that cross-shaped ministry, which was the thing that they were letting go of because they were getting so impressed with who's the best preacher and, you know, I follow this guy, you follow that guy. And so the ministry of the cross was what was kind of being lost. And so... Because it wasn't as impressive. Yeah. Right. But because the resurrection is true, Mm. then the labour in the Lord now, which is done in weakness and kind of foolishness, the, the, the ministry of proclaiming Christ crucified, that is ultimately not in vain mm. because Why? of the resurrection. Okay. Because the resurrection is true, so mm. your resurrection will also be true. Yeah. And so your work in helping other people to know Jesus yes. is worthwhile. Yep. Mm. No matter how weak or how hard it is. Mm. Kind of like you do a cross-shaped ministry now and there's a resurrection-shaped fruit. Yeah. And the cross-shaped ministry now often seems pointless Mm. or ineffective, Mm -hmm. but let nothing move you. Like, don't be dissuaded from that ministry Mm -hmm. because the resurrection guarantees its fruitfulness. Yeah, just Mm. like you're saying. So, that comes up all the time because Christian life, and Christian ministry, whether you're kind of doing it formally in a paid capacity or just like, you know, living, doing the sound at uni church. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have to, I feel like putting my arms around the sound people and being like, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Yeah. <laughs> I know this was a difficult night. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, I, I, I feel like writing this verse down every time I write a, a card to someone. Mm-hmm. I just feel like saying, your labor in the Lord's not in vain. You know, let nothing move you. Just keep on going with this cross-shaped ministry. Um, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. I think that kind of reminder to always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. That And there's, there's nothing else. There's nothing else that kind of has this return to it. Mm. Like always give yourself fully to whatever other endeavor. Like it ultimately comes to nothing because... Death wipes everything away. It's kind of the, you know, the word vanity draws to mind um, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes and the whole kind of subject matter of Ecclesiastes is trying out all these things to see what lasts and mm. the answer is nothing. It's like it's all vanity. It all comes to nothing, whether it's work or pleasure or, you know, science and knowledge and wisdom and all this kind of stuff. Um, but the work of the Lord is not in vain. Like mm. that does have eternally lasting results. Hmm. And I guess, yeah, if so, if you let go of the resurrection, then you let go of that as well. Hmm. And I guess for the Corinthians, that goes back to if they're getting caught up in 
ministries and ways of doing church which aren't cross-shaped, then they're giving up that resurrection fruit as well. Mm. Hmm. So, Jeff, do you remember the last time this first came to mind, what you were doing? Yeah, I'm pretty certain I think of it after every time I preach. Because there is this kind of like, you know, another peek behind the curtain. There is always a moment after you've preached where you go, man, was that right? <laughs> was that? Or even if you think, no, no, that's what the Bible says, that, you know, you think, is that going to do any good? Like, what, mm. you know, I, I feel like that was so weak and I've made so many mistakes and, and like, uh, so I often come back to this verse as the one to think, no, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. You know that your labour in the Lord is not in vain. If this is preaching Jesus, then this is not going to come to nothing. That if someone takes hold of it and takes hold of Jesus because of it, then the Lord will use that and they'll be resurrected on the last day and it won't, be, it won't disappear forever. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I think about it. Every time I do something and I feel that kind of like self-conscious mm. reflection, I it's a kind of a, almost a way of reminding me, no, I need to, to pray to give this to God and trust yeah. that he is using the ministry of the word about his son for his eternal purposes. And so I can rest assured in that. And the resurrection makes this a worthwhile kind of, devotion thing yeah. to devote your life to hmm. it's interesting I, I almost anticipated that you'd say i think of this every time i'm packing the trailer or every time i'm moving <laughs> camera equipment for filming <laughs> or when i'm re-filming something for st matthews together <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but it yeah were, it, it's not it's just for those small tasks where yeah. nobody sees which can sometimes seem laborsome yeah yeah i think it's very comforting you know mm. like even just mm. thinking about our current time Thinking about even, I mean, this is kind of a bit niche, but the ministry of the St. Matthew's playgroup, it feels like we're never going to go back to playgroup because social distancing is virtually impossible with preschool age <laughs> children. Like, how will we ever do that again? And you think, oh, wow, all those families that we've contacted, all those families who we wanted to share the gospel with, we didn't get to do Easter with them, we didn't get to do all those things. You're like, oh, was that a waste of time, you know, getting playgroups started? But I think it's quite comforting to think of that. Like, no, you know, we did good labour in the Lord. The, thi the times that we shared the Bible with them were worthwhile. Mm, mm. And, you know, God will use that for his purposes in eternity. Meanwhile, have you ever thought of running playgroup but getting all the little kids to wear like those pool rings around them? <laughs> <laughs> So every time they come close to another kid, they like they pull rings, with <laughs> 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 little circles. <laughs> but I forget. Bump, bump. Yeah, I mean it's not one point five <laughs> meters, no. but it's a good forty centimeters. Oh dear. I thought you were going to say, have you thought about <laughs> doing it on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh boy, we had Percy's pre-primary class on Zoom. That was bad enough. Oh yeah. Anyway, back to your power. Even ten-year-olds on Zoom. Terrible. It's just shouting. Yeah. <laughs> I think they either yell at each other the whole time or go completely silent. Yeah. <laughs> or just get distracted by looking at themselves. Yeah, yeah. And changing the background. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, have you shared this with someone? Like, and have seen them, like, kind of 
connect with this verse before? Besides this room, I'm connecting with this verse. Uh, not really. I don't think I've ever preached on this chapter, oh. this mm. section. Uh, no. But I do, I write it in cards, any kind of like thank you cards for ministry stuff, church stuff that people do. Now you know why, if you get yeah, this that's in a why. card from Jeff. It's kind of like a whole yeah. um, backstory. Hmm. Mm. Good pelvis, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, be encouraged. Stand firm. Mm. Mm. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Who's our home hack today? Is this you, Liana? Hmm? Didn't I do it last time? You guys, you always throw me in it with the home hacks. Luckily, I've written You've a few got the down. Most. Oh, <laughs> lucky I've got something in my notebook. Well, what I'm saying is, otherwise I forget everything. Um, okay. Oh, Jeff, you've got a couple. Well, it's your, you did, we did your verse. I've been talking Enough all, from all you. day. Enough yeah. from you. Um, okay. Oh, I don't know. Uh, hmm. Okay. Well, another pasta recipe. Oh, yes. An edible home hack. Love it. From mm. pastas pasta at, at home. home. I hate the spelling confusion there. It just like drives me crazy. Um, okay. This they is... spelled differently? They are... <laughs> That was a joke. <laughs> I know I can't spell, but that actually I'm was laughing. a joke. I'm laughing. Um, okay. One of our family favourite pasta recipes that is also – it's one of those things where you can make the sauce in the time it takes to cook the pasta. Love it. Uh-huh. So this is Jamie Oliver's bacon, pea and mint pasta. Yeah. Ooh. This is the bomb. This is the bomb. And it has – mostly because of what Dorothy, our two-year-old, likes to call little bit ham. <laughs> <laughs> little bit ham. She loves everything with little bit ham, which is little pieces of bacon. <laughs> and that's how we sell her everything. Here you go, pasta with little bit ham. Um, so you put your water on to boil. You put some salt in that water. You cook your pasta – which is, oh, well, while the water's coming up to the boil, I would be getting out some bacon, maybe like four slices. This is for like a whole packet of pasta, so scale appropriately. Four slices of shortcut bacon, I reckon, is enough. Chop into little squares. Dice. Maybe half centimetre dice. Yeah. Um, and get your fry pan on with some olive oil. Put the pasta in, preferably those little tiny shells, so that the bacon and peas gotta be the little tiny. Has shells. to be tiny shell pasta yeah. because so the peas can hide inside. Yes, so it's the bacon incredible and peas can how hide they all. They if you try and do it with every pea finds a little home. Like <laughs> it's amazing. If you try and They're do like it hermit with penny or penne, <laughs> it's so annoying because the peas and the pasta just won't go together, and it's just like ah. Um, so get your tiny shell pasta or small shell pasta, I think it's called, into the water. Set your timer for like nine minutes or ten minutes, whatever it is. Put your little bit ham into your frying pan. Fry it till it's yummy, golden. Then throw in, I think Jamie Oliver says 300 grams of frozen peas. Then before you drain your pasta, this is essential, you take out a cup of the pasta water. Oh, this is like the true this is home the Jamie hack. hack. Yeah, this is the true home hack. And I didn't believe it for a long time. Made this recipe heaps of times without this, to my shame. Doubted another Jamie. Another time when I've doubted someone else's wisdom. There's a real theme here, mm. isn't there? <laughs> um, so save that water. Do not drain it. Then drain your pasta, the rest of the pasta out. Put it back into, you can put it into the fry pan with the bits or you can put the bits into the pot with the pasta. Then throw in a couple of generous dollops of sour cream, light sour Ooh. cream for your health. Um, <laughs> for you. <laughs> and then some parmesan cheese. I can't remember how much he says, Heaps. like 100 yeah. grams or so <laughs> of like finely grated parmesan. Better. 
mix it all together and then you add in like slurps of this pasta water until it's like beautiful and silky and saucy. And you make the sauce yeah. then and there as yeah. you stir it. And it because it's that starchy pasta water, it makes so it all beautiful instead of dry and sticky. Now. And it coats yeah. it just like just beautifully. All over, now yeah. if you're having dinner with children, leave it at that. If you've got more refined palates around your table, you might like to add some lemon juice and chopped mint. Ooh. However, little bit green bits doesn't go down <laughs> well in our house. So we just do the bacon, pea and sour cream That's right. version. That's you put it in and it takes <laughs> 10 seconds and then you spend 15 minutes picking it out <laughs> for every child. Yeah, you don't want to have to rinse it all off for someone. So that's my home hack. Delicious. Do that pasta. All and right, it's I'm life-changingly quick. Mm. 100. Concur. Do you want to r- read us your verse one more time, Jeff, or say it? Because I know it's deep in your memorization of your heart and brain. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Until next time.